The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Hello, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm once again hosting the show, uh, and I'm pleased to have with me, uh, as has been the case at other times during our quarantine crisis, Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hello. Thank you. And we're going to talk about, uh, well, the rule of law and why it's an important thing and maybe what it is and why we give a crap. But uh, before we do that, uh, I do just want to mention that we love to hear from our listeners and we hope you'll get in touch with us in one of the following ways. Via email, it's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. On Facebook, it's our community there is Facebook, uh, sorry, is facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. On Twitter, we are at civilpoliticsfm, and we do also have our own unique dedicated website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com, and that has recordings of previous episodes of the show, uh, supplemental episodes, and other good stuff like that. So, uh, I mean... You know, the, the coronavirus crisis continues. Another, what, about 3 million people have gone on unemployment. And yep. we're up to 84,000 dead. I'm sorry? I was going to say about 20% on unemployed now. If you take 38 million over 150 million, that's where, it, you know, depression standards. Yeah. So this week, right. we made it. <laughs> We made it. We made it. Great. That's yeah. excellent. Love it. Yeah. Something for Trump to brag about. Uh, I, th- I think it's one of the reasons why his administration is getting so uh, uh, insistent that uh, the, the consequences of not reopening the economy are just too much to bear and whatnot. Um, you know, he does we talked a little a bit frantic. About yeah, yeah. Well, we talked a bit about this last week, and I, I, I mean, I understand the concern because you know that's a whole lot of people unemployed, and that's a whole lot of uh, uh, economic activity to not have going on. But uh, it seems to me that a lot of what this is about is, uh, uh, you know, businesses reopen. Okay, now employees go back to work. What? You don't want to go back to work because you're afraid you'll get sick and die? Well, then you're fired and we're not paying unemployment. Whew, that's a that's a debt load off our books there. And and yeah, make, you know, it's like making people oh, essential. Yeah. Oh, sure. your business uh, you know, like we lifted the shutdown order and then your business reopened and failed. Well, that's too bad. But that's not the same as you shut down because we ordered you to be closed. You know, it's just yeah, it's, it's a very treacherous time yeah for well, people who try to do the right thing that's the people that are getting hurt the people that try to do the right thing yeah so. and yeah. we have we all have friends and family that you know are very much at risk in this adventure and you know absolutely i know you guys are too and it's like oh boy this is um and it's it's hard to say we should stay closed down when you know your financial interests might be better served if we weren't but might be i guess is the question 
Well, I mean, as as I have mentioned, and I, I don't want to turn this into a commercial for me, but I do. I am part owner of a business uh, in Holyoke, a gaming cafe, and we our kitchen is open, so like we're actually doing some business, doing carryout orders, but like the whole business model is: come on in, have a drink, have a snack, sit with your friends play games you know the idea is to come and hang out and be social together and that part of our business model um isn't something that works right now it's not really working (laughs) out yeah 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 and and uh, i'm i'm chagrined and disappointed but like you know that part you know that's nobody's fault and you know even if like okay so the the i think it's pretty clear that the country that has uh, uh, combined uh, sound management with lucky geography to deal with the the COVID nineteen crisis is New Zealand. You know, two islands a thousand miles from the nearest land, from the nearest <laughs> other land. <laughs> they shut down early and said nobody can come in here and nobody can leave their homes. And they've had more than a week of no case new cases at all. So the country's reopening. And it's safe to do so. And they're not going to let people in for a while because of the, uh, the 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 continuing crisis elsewhere in the world, you know. But like, even if we were in New Zealand, we'd just be opening up and at the point where we could start doing that. And yeah. you know, so it's 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 not uh, uh, something that I blame anybody else for that our business isn't uh, open right now, but. You know, even if e- even if we were ordered to go back to to work or open up or whatever, I, you know, we wouldn't because would, and would killing come? customers is a bad business model. <laughs> Unless you're <laughs> Philip Morris, I guess. You know, it's crazy. Maybe. It oh, sorry. So what were you saying? I was just saying, unless you do it slowly, at Philip Morris, yes, <laughs> it's okay to kill your customers as long as you do it slowly. You get your <laughs> get your years out of them. So. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I was going to say it's crazy that you think that, um, I mean, everybody wants to go back to work just because, well, some people want to go back to work because they, they need the, to, to pay rent and to buy food and everything, which is understandable. So you think that since the government is saying stay home for safety and they're calling it a national emergency, and using like the War Powers Act to get companies to to make additional uh, supplies and everything, you think that they would help people pay for things so they wouldn't have to work? Maybe some sort of regular income, yeah, like for everybody. I don't know what I I know. It's a crazy idea. Um. <laughs> like, like there should be like a base, a base amount of money that that everybody should get, uh, d- at least during the crisis. You know, so like, you're saying it should be it, some sort of ubiquitous payment to everyone. Yeah, uh, because- I mean, ubiquitous is a good word. It's not really what I'm thinking though. Ubiquitous, like something with a U, something. <laughs> How about we shorten it to just UB? You know that that's better. You know that UBI. Sounds, that sounds, UBI. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, for the love of Christ, they need to give people the, the twelve hundred. Some people haven't even gotten their twelve hundred dollars because they don't have direct deposit, which is a I whole haven't. other thing. You haven't? 
Nope. Well, like yesterday, as of this recording, which is Thursday the 14th, um, I believe it was yesterday that was the deadline for people to go on the website and say, here's my banking information, or else they'll have to wait for their check, and not everybody has received a check. Yes. With an idea like that, you guys should be president. Just give me, like, even just like $1,200 a month would kind of help, but it should be more oh, like 2000 Um <laughs> I could live on that for a year. <laughs> they, like, that would, that would at least pay most people's rent or mortgage. Like, on a, or, or, well, hey, that, why not this? Yeah, go ahead. Why not this? The massive amount of money that went to businesses that honestly didn't really need it could, hey, have gone to more unemployment or direct payments. I think (laughs) I I would favor, uh, as I've mentioned before, something like what uh, I think Denmark is doing and uh, and other countries where uh, uh, a, a solid amount of money goes from the government to uh, uh, various people, uh, various employees, you know, the idea of the PPP where it's like, oh, yes, you don't fire the person, you don't lay them off, and we cover most of the uh, most of their salary so that they can live on it. And then, you know, so just suspend, uh, you know, mortgages and rent payments and so forth, just say, right, for, you know, for these, you know, these months, they're just, you know, no, suspend. You can't suspend them. You have to, you have to forgive them. You can't, they just can't exist. You can't just put it off because that's a dumb, dumb thing. I hate that. Well, Very upset oh, well you end up with it. a big debt. It's, it's sort I, of like, like you just, def- a, it can't be a deferment. It has to be Oh, I, I, just, no, I, I, mean, I mean, suspend. It's like just this month doesn't count. Yeah. For the next few months, it should not count. One, one. Right. Guy so, that, so payments like on, don't accrue, <laughs> interest doesn't pile up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Or maybe, uh, even if, like, if you have a mortgage, there's this random guy that was very, very angry and have, and had this huge rant about, um, about all this. But one idea was actually pretty interesting. If you have a mortgage, take the three months that are happening right now and and say you don't have to pay it and then put those three months at the end of the payment so you you don't pay so instead of getting uh 30 years and and two months it being it paid it being paid off it'll be 30 years and five months those three months just get put on the back end of the of whatever loan yeah they still get their money. Yeah. Just no interest. They still get payments. lots of interest. Well, no, yeah, I no mean, interest well, for the three months, but well, still they get the you interest. You could even ultimately. say interest doesn't accrue over these three months. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. like, I think even the small banks can handle that because it's like everybody is, you know, in limbo. So, that, I mean, that's the yeah. thing. Like, everybody should be getting them- uh, a, a, a small, at least a, a little bit of money on a regular basis. Something like a thousand dollars a month, man. Where did I hear that? Uh, something like a thousand dollars a month for everybody. No, like again, universally, no, no means testing or anything. 
just everybody just gets that money at least through the crisis and then hopefully people just like it and they will keep it <laughs> well you know why the banks can't can't or aren't doing that is that they actually sold a lot of the mortgages that they actually belong to somebody else now yeah and that's a problem yeah they don't keep them they yeah. they sell them so they can turn around and loan money again they okay. structure the whole thing cool. yeah, and then they sell it to well sorry I mean, the smaller banks don't do that now, but yeah. Yeah, they do. They all, a lot of them do. Even the smaller ones don't hold them because they can't leverage as far if they do that. So a lot of them, even, you know, the Florences and those folks sell their mortgages. So um, even the credit union that gave me my mortgage up in uh, Covington, I worked for the state, they they resold it. Yeah, good, good, good. That's it. Doesn't matter. Nothing. Everything. Yeah. Rents, mortgages, <laughs> nothing. Nobody yeah. pays for, for living in a place because we're forcing people to live at, to, to stay at home. And if you can't pay for your home, then you can't for, and, and suspend all, uh, evictions. Absolutely. Yep. Just, and, yep. you and know, at, while we're at it, car payments. Yeah. Like well, so many, and it, we- so many things. You know, with the rent, with the rent, a lot of people are just postponing it. You can't be evicted, but you still owe the rent. And that's a huge burden to come back to three months worth of rent if you haven't had an income anyway. So I, I get what you right. guys are saying, especially, especially if it's, it's like you have to pay this off now that you can work again. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's well, and it's really insane. a pause. It's almost like pretending that we just for three months, everybody gets a reprieve. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah, there are going to be some people that are like, oh, these people, I was just about to evict them. They're deadbeats and they destroy things. Well, that's I don't care. <laughs> It'll I don't be true care. in three months. Yeah. It'll be true in three months. You, you <laughs> have to let them stay. Um, and yeah. if they if they are bad people, then you can evict them after the crisis is over. Yeah, fine. You know, like there are a lot of there, there are a lot of people that are mad at um that don't like landlords <laughs> online remember, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a, I remember, that is a big thing right now. But um, I understand that people, you know, like, like uh, I know people that, that rent out rooms and, and rent houses. I'm a renter and my landlord's great. You know, that's fine. You know, but if, if, if my wife wasn't able to work, we'd be, completely screwed uh and i know that without some some landlords without rent payments then they would be screwed because they have to pay for different things so it's a whole Well, they live off a lot of older people live off the you know their rental income that's actually their their nest egg so it's interesting i work over Cooley, as you guys know just in a real low level position but they've worked really hard to hold on to all the employees even the furloughed ones are getting paid oh, as long great. as they will come in for a sh- shift if they're asked. If they say, can you come in and do the shift? And you say yes, then you're getting your paycheck, which is is really great, I think. But the other day they came out with something and it blew me away. Um, Partners, you know, has a lot of money. It's Mass General Brigham's and Cooley and about 13 other hospitals. They have a grant right now. So let's say I had a husband and he lost his job. You know, I was still working at Cooley, but my husband lost his job. I could apply for a grant, and they're they're giving away free money. 
So, oh, and I'm sure great. it's limited, but yeah, but what a nice idea. It's just like, well, you know, everybody knows that so-and-so is having trouble and, you know, so that just came out, I guess this week that they're, they're going to do that and try and give out grants for people that are in, you know, health issues or family issues or, yeah. but you know, I think a lot of employers are doing the best they can with what they have. I mean, some of them are so strapped that they can't do anything. You know, they got the PPP and now they have to pay payroll uh-huh. and that's about what they'll do. Um, so it's it's an interesting time because you really see the stripes of an employer in a time like this. Yeah. Um, or a good landlord. They you know, uh, that gives you a break. Yeah. Or, some some landlords yeah. are they I've heard of landlords that are just say, that on their own. They're saying you're not paying rent that for the next yep. for, for right now. You're we're good. And I've I've I saw uh, someone um, tweeting about a landlord that went to all of everybody's doors and post and and put up a, a list of all the homeless shelters in the area. Oh, interesting. That's nice. Horrifying. Say so to give you money there. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. No. Oh, put them. No, oh, I mean like they put up a list the- of homeless shelters for their tenants. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we that's were on a, good stories. No, no, I'm saying there there are the two there's correct. the spectrum. There's the people that are saying yeah. you're you are not we're not accepting rent until this is over yeah. or at least for like two months or something. We're not doing that. And there's people that go to all of their tenant stores and post a paper with a list of homeless shelters in the area because if they don't their pay options. rent, yeah. they will get evicted. <laughs> disgusting well you know i did get my tax um it's not a stimulus it's like a war payment the twelve hundred dollars i got it by check because i pay my taxes by check and Mm -hmm. i get it back by check um technically a rebate from next year but it's not it's not a it's not a rebate it's it's just counted yeah this time it's not yeah it's not it's not against your your further taxes no, this is, no, yeah. You're right. It's not against your one's further taxes, but it's technically a rebate. It's just the, the authorizing legislation specifies that it's a rebate that doesn't have to be repaid or won't count against your taxes or whatever. But the legal mechanism yeah. is yeah. tax refund. Yeah, because people have been calling it stimulus and no, it's gap. It's filling the gap. But the first thing I did, which I, you know, I owe real estate taxes every quarter here in Northampton. So I paid uh, that portion of the real estate tax. So, of course, it's gone now. But um, I thought the city probably needs it because they're trying to meet payroll of all the fire and police. You know, their their expenses haven't changed. At all. In fact, yeah. they're probably more demanding. Their their health departments run around like, you know, trying to do all the contact tracing and give people information. And, you know, I just figured the city of, of any group that's not getting any kind of um, support, the city right now is, uh, you know, a lot of people have probably slow on their taxes right now. Well, the next so, um, and the we next, pay them quarterly. So. The next bill that, uh, that the, the House is trying to pass has uh money specifically for states for state and local governments um so hopefully that passes but there is a very strong uh republican um voice against it uh one of the reasons is because they they're like the larger states uh don't manage their money very well Oh, I heard because they, come with a great comeback. You mean like to that. New York and California, yeah. or like yeah. Texas and Florida? No, like the, they they're complaining about like 
them uh, using the money to pay pensions, to pay into pensions. Oh, which... right. I remember we talked about that Mitch McConnell making that assertion. Yeah. Last yeah. Um, yeah. Rick Scott said, Governor... said something like this, too. And uh, it's it, and then uh, Cuomo shot back saying yeah. we the New yeah. York pays twenty nine million twenty nine billion dollars billion into the federal government more than we get back and Florida takes thirty million uh like some some yeah. put some states take sixty billion uh and yeah. so it's just the there are a lot a of states argument yeah. yeah it's a it's just so annoying because the because the people that are complaining about uh, money going to like mismanaged states or whatever, they're they are coming from states that depend on the federal government to function. You know, you like know, they, they it it galls them. Like, well, and this was a thing. Like, I remember Aaron Sorkin called this out in a West Wing episode with like a presidential debate. In like season three or whatever, when Bartlett's up for reelection and just, you know, that uh, he, he asked the governor of Florida, you know, the Republican challenger, like, hey, so the federal government gave Florida all this money. Can we have it back? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's. Excellent. It's a terrible argument. And, you know, it's pitting one state against another, which all of a sudden you get distracted and you're like, well, wait, that's not true. And, and, you know, that just seems to be the climate right now that we're always looking for someone to blame. And, uh, well, and, and, you know, these crazy arguments about everybody's in trouble right now, everybody. Well, Sue, I mean, remember, well, maybe not everybody. Remember our national motto, E unus pluribum. Wait, isn't that it? E pluribusum. No. E pluribusum. Oh, right. Sorry. Other way around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Darn I wouldn't remember, but that. <laughs> but Cuomo just talked about it because their um their their Latin phrase on their state seal is something like excelsior, and he said he added e pluribusum to it because he said we do excel, but you know, out of out of the many, not not One. just because yeah. we're so special. Yeah, I, I thought the New York state motto was the Latin the translation of, hey, what are you looking at? <laughs> <sighs> and Massachusetts is how you doing. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> the boy. Massachusetts motto was, excuse me, good sir, but I don't believe we've been introduced. <laughs> anyway, we, we, we totally haven't gotten off to talking about law and order. Which was I was just gonna say we got to Latin. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. Um, I mean, which <laughs> law and order? I mean, obviously we have to make the which law and order are we taking? Um, are we talking like mothership? Are we talking uh, trial by jury? What are we doing here? Uh, oh boy, we could we could do them all. <laughs> <laughs> I I I gotta do Law and Order UK because you know Freema Adjaman was in it, so you know. Mm. <laughs> The show is off the Did rails. you say say marching out line? <laughs> wait, no, wait. That's World War Two. So. Okay, so oh, law and order. So, but yeah, Flynn and the Supreme Court. I mean, we got a bunch of stuff that happened this week. Yeah, and Senator of, Bill Burr. Uh, uh, oh, his, Burr his phone yes. getting seized and the data, you know, is related <laughs> to the the insider trading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. 
I got to say, uh, I have seen some chatter online, and I, I, I don't know, I don't really follow the, the infighting in the Republican Party, but supposedly uh, uh, the reason why Bill Burr has been hit with this, excuse me, and not uh, Kelly Leffler, uh, for example, or Dianne Feinstein, is that uh, Trump specifically has some some feud with him, some intra-party dispute and so i've heard too the uh, fbi is pursuing uh corruption in this case because it's a way to make sure that uh uh, bill burr uh gets back in line i i have no idea if that's true i mean i don't know what bill burr would be uh what they'd be intelligence committee sure but i mean how is bill now he's not telling trump's line he just he's been he's been tweaking his tail a little bit. But, you know, I'd love to see Trump's enemies list because I think it it like it's like an amoeba. It's like anybody that moves ends up on the list. I, I think anybody. that would be uh, like gigabytes. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, like the, like the, the, the file would be huge. Uh, we'd need a some sort of spreadsheet. Um, I was going to say, Sue, you want to see Trump's enemies list? I believe it's. Uh, I believe the phone company still publishes one every year. Uh, it's all <laughs> under the title phone book, but you know, it's <laughs> well, and it would certainly be all of certain States for sure. Right. At this point, there's like, I don't know, was it Washington that he was after everybody in the governor? And yeah. I'm sure he hates Massachusetts because of, you know, Baker isn't really telling the line and Romney didn't really tell the line. So even the Republicans here are kind of, you know, keeping yeah. them at arm's length. So, Right. Yeah. What a. But I. You know. That's the scuttlebutt. Is that that's why he got hit so hard because the Justice Department's being used like a political, um, you know, the enforcer. Well, <laughs> the it's enforcer. certainly it's it's certainly uh, really going that way. I mean, first they uh, 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 changed the sentencing recommendation for Roger Stone. Uh, you know, withdrew oh, this. Right. The, Redrew that that memo from the career prosecutor saying this is what we think you should you should sentence him to, and then uh, forced him. Uh, 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 all of those people who've been working on the case left, and uh, the Trump administration said no, no, it should be much less. And then, uh, of course, they suddenly announced they want to drop the charges against General Flynn, uh, though the judge hasn't let them yet. Thank God. Yeah, I wonder what the judge will do. That'll be fun to watch, because that's the end of the judicial system. I think if 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 that happens, because yeah, it's and I don't mean the end of, but I just mean that that's the crack in the judicial system that they let that happen without precedent. Well, you know, and he's already pleaded guilty. Yes, he already pleaded twice. guilty. And so, uh, I don't know if uh, you were able to get that clip genre for from the press conference, but uh, apparently this past weekend the president just started ranting about Obamagate, and a journalist asked him what the heck he was talking about. And uh, well, do you have the clip or, or I? Not? I don't have that clip. No, I have. Okay. Um, sorry, I have. A, I have something else, but um, I can. I can try to find it and insert it uh, if I okay. if I can find it. All right. So, so Trump. Yeah, that was uh, pretty intense when he, when he yeah. did that at a, at a news conference, right? I think is yeah. where he revealed the his journalist hand. just said, "What exactly is this terrible crime President Obama committed? What are you talking about?" And and Trump said, "Well, you know very well." And it's just, no, we don't. <laughs> but I, the 
and and maybe you know maybe uh, if I read the president's Twitter feed, I'd know uh, what he's actually talking about. But I, I what I find most uh, disturbing about it. Well, actually, there's two things. One, the hey, so now we're just gonna uh, prosecute people who were our political rivals now that they're out of office uh, because we can. But also, just a terrible president. Yes, I mean, no, probably but, probably worthwhile in some circumstances, but what a terrible approach! Because that's yeah. what they do in third world countries, right? When they run you out of office, then they put you in jail. Yeah. Well, it's it's just for it's good like, just for good luck. The feuding in the late Roman Republic between the factions of Marius and Sulla is a thing I've seen people mentioning, and it certainly seems <laughs> But but also oh, you historian, you yeah. Well, but but also just the it's it's like an ink blot. He's just like Obamagate's the worst. What's Obamagate? You know very well. So it's whatever you know. He, he like it's like he's waiting for people to suggest like, do you mean when he wore a tan jacket? How about the time he got the wrong kind of mustard on a Philly cheesesteak? You know, it's like whatever. Just he's waiting for people to shout out suggestions. And the one he likes best is the one who's going to be like, I mean that one. Yes, of course. How could the rest of you not know that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I saw the reporters and they looked dumbfounded. They were like, no, we don't. Tell us what it is. That's, and uh, he said, that's well, a normal thing. Uh... Yes. Yeah. If, if you uh, if if. If you don't know, it's because you're a terrible news station. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 horrifying, but it's, you know. And in the middle of all this, I suppose more people are watching TV if they're home. I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're doing other things. But, yeah, it's like the best little drama on TV is what's he going to do next? Yeah. Well, so, right. But the law and order, the damage to law and order, I mean, some of this stuff, like the Supreme Court, is evaluating some things. Wisconsin Supreme Court. Oh yeah. Then they throw out the stay-at-home order of the governor or something. That, yeah. The, the Wisconsin Supreme Court said that they had to, um, that the stay-at-home order for the short term is uh, the governor can say something about that, but in the long term, um, he has to. Uh, confer with the with the legislature and there needs to be like a law or something like that um well let's let's pick this up because we it, we're at the half out half point break of the show so let's uh take a short break play some psa's promos and station ids and then we'll come back and pick up uh shenanigans in the various courts when we come back okay all right all right so don't go away folks we'll be right back Mr. President, in one of your Mother's Day tweets, you appear to accuse President Obama of the biggest political crime in American history by yeah. far. Those were your words. What crime exactly are you accusing President Obama of committing, and do you believe the Justice Department should prosecute him? Uh, Obamagate. It's been going on for a long time. It's been going on from before I even got elected, and it's a disgrace that it happened. And if you look at what's gone on, and if you look at now all of this information that's being released, and from what I understand, that's only the beginning. Uh, some terrible things happened, and it should never be allowed to happen in our country again. And you'll be seeing what's going on over the next, over the coming weeks. But I, and I wish you'd write honestly about it. But unfortunately, you choose not to do so. Yeah, John, please. I'm, what is the crime exactly that uh, you're accusing him of? You know what the crime is. The crime is very obvious to everybody. All you have to do is read the newspapers, except yours. Uh, John, please. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. 
avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. I want you to thank my mommy for loving me so much. For, for taking, taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot. For leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And, and now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom. For taking you to your therapies. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. And uh, John, you were just uh, informing us about a decision in the Wisconsin Supreme Court, that's the, at the state Supreme Court, about uh, uh, counterma- countermanding uh, the state shutdown order from the governor. Yes. Um, basically, what happens, what, what's happened is that uh, the, the governor had a stay-at-home order uh, until, uh, May or until end of April, he wants, and now he wants to extend it to the end of May, but the Republicans in the legislature, uh, have disagreed and they have, uh, they went to the Supreme Court. The court has, has ruled that the governor doesn't have the authority to extend the stay at home order, uh, and he needs to, uh, get the permission from the legislature, basically. Uh, law needs to be passed or something like that, but the, uh, but the leg- legislative branch of the Wisconsin government needs to, needs to have a say in the, in the stay at home order, which is gonna be a problem because it's Republican led and, a, and a lot of Republicans want the, all this stay at home stuff to be, you know, over. So, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, what a mess. Do you guys remember last week I was saying that the, that people don't actually have the authority to do? You can quarantine somebody under the public health rules, but so big loopholes in the law. I mean, I guess that's what they're driving through, right? Is that it's not clear that he has the authority somehow without the legislative. Uh, yes, I think that's the case. And, uh, you know, the, the, the logic makes sense. And I think it's, uh, I, I'm sympathetic to to uh, uh, complaints that uh, you know we're not necessarily uh, 
following the our laws correctly, you know, uh, that that shutdown orders or other measures to contain the spread of the uh, of the coronavirus uh, might not be properly executed legally. And I think that's a valid concern, but um, it mainly seems to be coming in the context of like, and that's why we're going to end the whole thing and everybody can just go back to work and and so forth, yeah. as opposed to, so let's fix things so that we actually can do things properly. Because, you know, th- 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 this, this kind of crisis is something we haven't seen in this country, I mean, in, in a lot arguably of ever, but certainly not for a hundred years. So, you know, we're, we're a little rusty on dealing with it. I mean, you know, <laughs> our great grandparents would have known what to do. <laughs> uh, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's the Wisconsin Supreme court. So do you think it'll go higher or do you think it just stopped there and that's it? Cause it's more it'll of a just state stop there. issue. I don't, think, I don't think it'll, it'll go anywhere else. I think it'll just stop there. It, it, yeah. It's going to stop there because the issue in, in, in question is Wisconsin state law, and there is no higher authority on Wisconsin state law than the Wisconsin State Supreme Court. Uh, if they were arguing about you know how it conflicted with federal laws or with uh, constitutional rights in the U.S. Constitution, then the Supreme Court uh, of the United States could get involved because it's the final arbiter in dealing with that. But uh, – Assuming uh, one is complying with federal laws, uh, then state law is uh, uh, a matter for the states to handle. So, you know, it, and that's true for every state. That's why the Supreme Court of the U.S. couldn't overrule the Supreme Judicial Court here in Massachusetts when they said, you know what? Gay marriage is totally fine. It's according to our state constitution, you can get gay married. End of story. It's like, no, OK, <laughs> you know. I don't know why it, gay getting gay married just sound, the the phrase just sounds so funny. <laughs> I agree. That's why I was sad I couldn't get gay married. You know, back in the time. That's the, I think that's one reason why Michelle and I split up because I think she's like, "But damn it, I want to get gay married." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, sweetie." <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> this took a turn. So. so- so when the feds shut down an area because there's been a disaster and they don't want anybody looting and they kind of lock it down and you can't go back to your house, do you think there's any legal authority for that in this in this context? You know, they basically, like when there's been a shooting, they, they put tape around it. You know, that's the local police and say, you can't come in here, it's a crime scene. But when there's a hurricane and they, they lock down or a fire and they lock down a whole neighborhood so that people who don't belong there can't go in there and get their steel stuff, but also people that live there. I mean, that's, we sort of assume that's okay and that that's legal, right? But I'm not sure what the, how do they have jurisdiction over a, a county, a state, a town, a city? Well, I think the idea is that a state of emergency is declared and and, and so forth. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, I, I keep thinking of what happened with Hurricane Katrina and how badly that all went. So it's like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I think there's 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 how what legal authority do you have, and then how is it actually being used is a is a somewhat separate thing. And the legal but, authority yeah. extends just... from uh, being it being a uh, a state of emergency, you know, like uh, like Declared just by for the state. just for I mean that that is a safety thing I think especially especially if there's if there is a. Uh, 
something happened. Heating, building, you know? like gas leaks. Yeah, it, all those something things like that. That's or, or and I think a virus that is very communicable actually counts in that regard. Should count. Um, yeah, yeah, it should, I think it should it does. be. It, I I actually agree that um, somewhat with the Wisconsin Supreme Court um, because if they if if that isn't the case, like if he can just keep extending the order, like he can do that short term, but long term, that's kind of that's kind of iffy, you know. I, you don't want to sort of. You don't I agree. Want so the that. president is authorized to send the troops out for up to 60 days, but after that, Congress has to actually approve the measure or the troops have to come home. Exactly. Uh, they, they need to – but the thing is there's – I don't know if there's any set time or set, ex, set length of time that the governor can say everybody – like, it, and it's not even everybody stay at home. It's don't gather. And don't um, don't gather in groups larger than X, and certain businesses aren't allowed to operate. That's pretty much like the, what the order is. It's not really controlling people's movement. You know, they're not like locked inside. But that sort of thing shouldn't be able to just be extended indefinitely. There should be. There has to be a plan to like a plan away from that. You know. Well, Sue, so I'm I curious. Uh, oh, sorry, go right ahead. Right to assemble. I was going to say the right to assemble in the Constitution. You know, it is interesting that people are making some pretty good arguments, and yet all of us with common sense would say, just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why are you pushing this? But, you know, all those rights that sort of come out of the Constitution, I can see how, as you said, the Wisconsin Supreme Court saying, yeah, there needs to be a limit and a check on it somehow. Yeah. There and, needs to be, and that's there... the legislature. That's a big. That's a big power that the that the executive in in uh, Wisconsin can have. Just saying, these businesses can't operate for however long I want. You know, like they're, oh, they I, they need what? to have some sort of control on that. However, they're also that if the if the country has been in a state of emergency, if the federal government has said this is a state of emergency, then the governor should have like extra powers, you know. Yeah. Like he should yeah. get the he should get the emergency powers and take just so he can take control of the Senate for just, you know, like a little while. Well, governors do actually get extra powers with uh, federal declarations of emergency and state, you know, disaster declarations and whatnot. It increases, you know, opens up funding and federal relief and all kinds of other things, yeah. which is not a matter because, hey, you know, uh, we're, we're heading into the, the summer storm season. Yeah, and about if you need troops, then you should just get them, you know, they're just go to Camino and get them. And, and if I <laughs> go to Camino, are you... Uh, are we suddenly talking about like the the old Republican Star Wars now? God, finally <laughs> you got the joke. Jeez, I've been waiting. <laughs> so, so if I remember correctly, not the Star Wars, yeah. But um, the governor they can't declare a state of emergency until the governor asks them to. So the state still has even a little bit of control because ah. I can remember at one point like Bush saying, well, the governor of Louisiana hasn't asked me to yet. They have mm. to formally request 
the emergency. And then, of course, it's immediate. And then Homeland Security does what they actually wasn't Homeland Security at the time. But FEMA. all those folks, FEMA get invoked. So it is interesting. It's a funny little dance that goes on, I guess, for well, this. But the, the power of the state is really the local power. It's our divided sovereignty. Yeah. In all yeah. its in yeah. all its obstructive, clunky glory. <laughs> you know, it's it's worth remembering that part of the point of the way our our national levels of government and power separation are set up, it's designed to be clunky and difficult. It's designed mm-hmm. to be that people in different levels can monkey wrench it in various ways. Uh, because that was the logic is like, well, it's much harder to have tyranny if Nobody has all the all the power and authority. You have to have you know broad, spec you know sweeping agreement, you know, in order to have to to really dominate everything. Exactly. Well, well, here's a very similar question because this is happening in our state right now. What if the governor says, "Let all those people out of jail. They're going to get sick if they're there." Do, does the justice we have system to have to? We have to. Like, um, who was just let out? Um, Manafort. Manafort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Manafort, they just they just sprung him loose. Nobody else in the jail, just Manafort was sprung oh, loose. Oh, if nobody else got sprung loose, then that's a problem. Uh, he, well, he but who adjudicated? He was released because he has pre-existing conditions. That the, the reason that he was released is he's 71. He has pre-existing conditions that would complicate things further. That's why he was that that is the reason why he specifically is released. I don't know if anybody else, but yeah, everybody anybody that has that was convicted of a nonviolent offense and um it should should be should be let out right now. That's well even what if, <laughs> what if they're home what, what if what they're else? homeless and they're actually safer in jail with three squares and some PPE and medical attention? I mean, do you do you really want to dump people out that were sort of on the edge of? I mean, well, where are they going to go? They're with, not. Or, they're not they're, safer in jail, though. Jails are disgusting. They're petri dishes, and it, if you if you put them out and they don't have any, they don't have like specifically uh, a home to go to, then. You should be providing them at least with a room. I mean, honestly, 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 there are hundreds of empty hotels that the government could yes, there are. could just right put now. people yep. in. It's wild that nobody that that and that would that would help the hotel industry because they would be getting at least the rooms at cost. So, but and I mean, the government, even if the government was paying for them, you know, say cost was, you know, you know, like, like, even if they were getting less than cost, but it's still like, we're giving you $30 per room or whatever. I mean, it's money coming in. The direct cost. Yeah. yeah. It covers the sheets and the, and the basic. So what about ice and all the immigrants that are being held in various places? Well, so I just, I just, I just want to add, want to make a basic point or ask a, ask you a question, Sue, how many of these people uh, that we are wondering if they've been released, how many of them have been sentenced to death? I assume nobody in Massachusetts because we don't have a death penalty anymore. Right. So keeping people locked up in prison where the odds of them getting infected are vastly higher and uh, so you're saying that that where they are not like as likely to get the proper medical treatment they need when they need it. Um, 
effectively, we are playing Russian roulette with their lives. You know, we're, we're risking their lives. And if any of them die because they've been stuck in a jail for, you know, whatever, then that's that's the state, you know, uh, uh, taking their life. So before I forget, I want to go to a, a similar scenario. So you're arguing that that the fact that there's a pandemic makes it a cruel and unusual punishment. And therefore, yes. I have friends who have been in jail for various crimes, um, several of whom got raped in jail. They're men and have gotten various versions of hepatitis and other diseases from their Ugh. adventure. Would you would you argue that that's cruel and unusual punishment and therefore no one should be in jail because they could be raped by some of these, you know, monsters? Uh, I think we yeah. imprison too many people and, uh, we need to largely, we need to abolish our, our, uh, what's the term carceral state and make a lot of changes to how our prison system operates. And so in a lot of cases, yeah, but, uh, that, so how does that weigh that, versus that, a COVID, which might not be death, might just be a bad, you know, some people, 80%, 70% get a, a light version of it. So you're, you're putting COVID on the absolutely let them go, but on the rape and what happens to people in prison. I'm saying COVID, we, they, I'm saying with, because of COVID-19 people can and should be paroled if it's appropriate. I mean, you know, somebody who's, who's, you know, banged up for uh, shoplifting is, isn't something we need to, we don't need to keep them under lock and key at the moment. Uh, and even, well, even think- if someone where they were more concerned about them, you know, home arrest, ankle bracelets. We do this all the time for all kinds of people. And I think plenty of people are aware of how dangerous it is. And, you know, God forbid that, uh, uh, you know, we, we, uh, well, sorry, not God forbid, but I mean, you know, people have been known to step up. Even people who are in prison are like, oh, well, you know, society needs something more here. People, People reach out and connect in, in, and, and go above and beyond to take care of each other in times of crisis like this. It's, it's, it's wired into our human genome. It's just how we how behave. About domestic abusers, are they, should you just let them go too? Uh, you know, it's hard to get into jail in Massachusetts. We're very, very well, liberal. Not We're trying, the, hold, hold on, hold on. When I was talking about it, I was saying nonviolent offenses. That is a violent offense. Domestic. Right. Okay. So an abuser it, it would be a violent offense. Like I'm saying, nonviolent offenses. People have like when when they when they were arrested, the reason they were arrested were for things where people did not get attacked or harmed. Like, so what about people that prey on the elderly, like con con men? You know those those folks out. that you know they they. Let them out. Let them out. Okay. I, I disagree with you, but interesting. This is a good conversation. I mean, they, well, I, the thing I, is know, that the – I think they're safer in jail, but that's my opinion, well, they're, and I have – they're, they're, the, 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 the evidence is very clear that people are not safer in jail. People are much more at risk in any kind well, of detention facility to, to catch well, not, this virus and, not, and die. And not safer at home. You've been seeing those statistics too, that people are getting that within family groups because they're all in the same household. So, yeah, and that that yeah. the the thing is that we have to manage the the this crisis as much as possible. 
the the thing with the thing so, with letting them out is some of them you can you, there is parole and there is uh there w- there would be restrictions on on their release if someone is a con person and and uh preying on the elderly then they would then there should be monitoring or something like that i'm saying that <coughs> excuse me there are In steps the we can take that i'm saying that yeah. when when you have an enclosed environment with a virus that that we have no uh, vaccine for that we have no treatment for as of right now. There are testing for different things, but there there is no like definite tested treatment for right now. When you have hundreds of people or a thousand people in a confined space that is dirty, that is violent, where uh where they where it's basically impossible to do social distancing yep. where all of the people eat and ex- exercise and sleep in this in the same area that is a hotbed for a for a virus like that and then when they get re- and then people die in there or they or they don't show symptoms there's staff in there there are there are people that maybe visit or something like that there is so many ways for the virus to get in there run rampant and then kill people and leave and if there are people last question if there hold on if there are people there yep. that you can release that have done that their offenses were uh like drug like uh drug charges um that they're that uh holding charges like uh maybe um vandalism or something like that anything in state jails in holding facilities where if you release them they aren't going to be a major harm to the public and you can monitor them let them go if there's a if there's a chance that the and i'm saying this in in a uh, in an emergency, but if there's a chance that these people might harm someone else as soon as they get out or something like that, then maybe not let them go. But the, the fact is like low level offenses that, um, or, uh, people You're not usually that are, in jail for people are going, people that will, uh, are going to get out within six months or something like that. Like, like people who are just being held because they don't have four hundred dollars to make bail. Oh yeah, anybody oh, that bail, is waiting bail, for bail, bail get out. They, yeah. they anybody that yeah. is in there because they can't pay bail, let them out. Just let them out. I agree with you on that. One. Um, yeah. anybody. So here's my. That's the thing. Yeah, please. My please, last question right, on last this. Last question because we we do have to wrap up in a couple of minutes. Uh, just same question, but so June fifteenth, we get a drug that treats it. Turns out blah, 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 knocks it right down, happens to use the same receptors as a drug that's been on the market for a million years. So June 15th, do you put the people back in jail who you let out? No. And why not? Because uh, we let them out. You can't just round them back up and, and, like, shove them back in. Safer for them. No. Safer for society. No. Why is it safer for society? (laughs) I mean, because they the, were put in jail in the first place. Why were the they, the thing is, I agree you with at, you on the. You look at the reason they're put in jail, and if they if they were put in, it's like the plus the reasons that people are put in jail 
are crazy. Depends on your race. Yeah, it, it, they, it's, it's race. completely it's crazy. Um, people are put yeah. in jail for longer for uh, for acts of like vandalism than for uh, for sexual assault. Sometimes, you know, it's it's yep. completely upside down. So if you if you let them out, especially if they're almost done with their sentence. And they're going on yep. parole anyway, and you're going to monitor them. Yeah, you just started parole just, early. Just let them out. Just let them out. And yeah. there, and if it if they do crimes again, then you act like they're doing crimes on parole. Well, you know, my belief system is that um, it's hard to get into jail in Massachusetts. We're such a liberal state. So my perspective is different than both of yours because you guys think that there's lots of people in there that didn't do very much. And I'm saying, from my perspective, you had to do a lot to get into jail, not counting the folks that can't pay bail. I think that's terrible. And not counting the, the real race, racial discrimination in that. I'm, you know, I'm sort of glossing over that part. So between jail and prison, jail is often like you're being held before before trial or you've just been arrested overnight and kind of thing. Prison is where yeah. people are punished. So. Yeah. But we do need yeah. to, to wrap up this uh, episode of Civil Politics, I think. So uh, we're going to have a podcast of this uploaded sometime over the weekend to the various services. And uh, we're going to have a repeat broadcast next Monday at 4 p.m. And we'll be back with more Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio next week. So hope you'll join us then. And that's all for now. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.